right, it's the Keith to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Blue Jays 4 to nothing on Tuesday night at the stadium uh, to get back in the win column after back-to-back losses on Sunday night against the Red Sox and then getting shut out on Monday night against the Blue Jays. So they beat the Blue Jays to improve to 3-2 and two on the season. It was just their third win in the last 12 games at home against the Blue Jays, but a much-needed win because, as I've said, as I will continue to say, These head-to-head games against divisional opponents, especially the Red Sox, especially the Blue Jays, especially when they play the Rays, are so important because there's no more tiebreaker games at the end of the season. Head-to-head record is so crucial to potentially going to the postseason or going home. And as we saw last year, how important it was to have the head-to-head record because the Yankees had to go on the road for the one-game playoff. There won't be any of that this year. So the Yankees are either going to be in the playoffs or not based on head-to-head and then another tie-breaking method. So they need to just take care of their business against these teams. And it was a good performance on Tuesday night. They got the best performance they've gotten from a starting pitcher this season in Nestor Cortez, who went four and a third scoreless innings. And uh, he looked great. And, and Nestor Cortez, a few years ago, every single time he came into a game, usually as a piggyback uh, option off of an opener, it'd be like Chad Green, then Nestor Cortez, and he couldn't have been worse. He was a horrible Major leaguer bounced around. Yankees got rid of him. Yankees bring him back. And now he's stuck since last season as part of this rotation. And uh, he's been good. He's been good since the beginning of last year. And he was great. I I know that in terms of overall greatness, going four and a third is not what you want. But at this point of the season, with the short spring training, with the fact that everyone's giving short starts across the league, you'll take four and a third scoreless against the Blue Jays. And you'll take it every time because this bullpen, if you hand them a lead, it'll be very hard for them to blow it. This bullpen is the best bullpen ever. I've said this a few times now since the start of the season, and it's not because of this five-game sample size of their performance. It's because they truly are that good. You have Aroldis Chapman. You have Chad Green, Jonathan Loisaga, Clay Holmes. You've got the best pitching prospect in the organization, Clark Schmidt, in the bullpen. Miguel Castro comes over. He's great. Wandy Peralta is great. Marinaccio is great. You know, J.P. Sears is the last guy in this extended bullpen who wouldn't be here if the roster was normal size. But there's not a guy that the Yankees will bring in right now. You know, I didn't even mention Michael King. How good he's looked since working with Corey Kluber last season. There's not an option that I, I don't feel confident about. Every guy is reliable, and we won't have a situation. Like last year, where Chad Green gets burned out in early April, he pitched multiple innings five times in, in before April was over, a few times in the first week of the season, and then by midsummer, late summer, he's giving up an eighth inning go-ahead or tie game-tying home run, seemingly every appearance. You won't have that with this kind of bullpen because there's no more Nick Nelson, there's no more Brooks Krisky, Luis Sessa, you know, guys of past teams like. Uh, Brandon Pinder, um, those guys aren't here. But every option is a good option. It'll be very hard, almost impossible for Aaron Boone to fuck this up with this bullpen because it's not like you have to rely on him to completely manage it from a who pitched yesterday, who gets the day off, who's pitched back-to-back days, who needs a day off, because it's interchangeable. You can make a case that Aroldis Chapman, who's the... High paid, highest paid reliever in the bullpen, highest paid closer. You can make a case that he's not even in maybe the top three or four guys in the bullpen. That's how good it is. When Clay Holmes is going right, Jonathan Loisa goes going right. 
I mean, you'd rather see those guys out there. And Lucas Lickie. I forgot about Lucas Lickie, who had, like, the softest contact produced in all of baseball last season. That's the bullpen. It's fucking amazing. So you only need Nestor Cortez to go out there and give you four and a third scoreless, and you give the bullpen the other four and two thirds, and they shut it down like they did. Just an outstanding effort from both Cortez and the bullpen. The bullpen's been the story here. First few days, it was the story along with Rizzo and Stanton's power. Yankees' power's dried up. Certainly, Aaron Hicks does get the home run on Tuesday night. The Yankee Stadium wall scraper, which I'll take every time. Build a team that can hit fly balls, you'll get that. It's good to see Aaron Hicks hitting a right-handed home run, going to the opposite field. Nicely done by Hicks, who, who I always crush, and hey, he had a good game on, on Tuesday night. He's he's actually not had that bad of a start to the season. I Everyone on Twitter, on, on Yankee social media is getting on him, destroying him. I've been part of that, uh, but because it, his Sunday game was so bad. I mean, leaving the bases loaded with that double play, the second and third with one out, can't get the run in. Yeah, he, he had a horrible Sunday game. He light, he essentially, you could say, single-handedly cost them a chance to win that game. But he wasn't the only one. They left 13 base runners on. He he didn't leave them all on himself. But he had a nice game on, on Tuesday night against the Blue Jays. And we saw another regular get our day off in Joey Gallo, who's been hitting the ball well. He hit the ball well on Monday night, had a couple hits, a walk, hit a bunch of lineouts over the weekend. So, you know, you can't expect much more from Joey Gallo than being a 200 hitter because that's what he is. So... A lot of times he's going to strike out, but a lot of times he'll walk. And you're just waiting for that power to come around and he'll start hitting home runs as well. So the problem with him is that because of where he hits in the lineup and because the Yankees traded for him, that that's what rubs people the wrong way. But he had a you know, he's had a good start to the season from an overall at bat standpoint. The results haven't necessarily been there every at bat. But then to get the day off, coming off the day when the results start to get there. That's so fucking frustrating. It's one thing to go 0 for 4 and have four lineouts. You know, you can feel good about your approach at the plate, but you can't feel good because the results weren't there. But that's that was the case with Gallo leading up to Monday when the results were there. Those balls were falling in. And then he gets the next day off. And I understand it's probably because the lefty, because Kikuchi started. But then it's like, well, you had Rizzo in there. So, you know, it's not like he couldn't have played. Um, and then this will continue. So LeMayu got Sunday off. Donaldson got Monday off. Gallo got Tuesday off. I'm sure either Wednesday or Thursday, you're probably going to see Judge or Stanton or Rizzo or some combination of them sit. And that's just the way it's going to be. The way it's going to be all fucking year. Because the Yankees think they have too many players for not enough spots. Really, they don't have enough players for the spots they have. But they feel with Glaber Torres, with Aaron Hicks, that they have too many guys so that every day a regular will get the, a day off, and then nine times through you'll get the opening day lineup, which is the best Yankees lineup. So you'll get it, you know, a couple, three times a month. You're looking at seeing that lineup about 18 to 20 times this season, which is not enough. It's not enough. The Yankees don't have that. And, and it, it's back a few years when they talk about six-man rotation or giving guys a day off here and there. They, they never have had the option to have a six-man rotation because they never had six quality major league starters. But they always try to get the load management, the unnecessary rest, the strategy to keep players healthy that, one, hasn't kept anyone healthy because they always lead the, the league 
it seems like, in injured list days. And the last few years, they've set records in that department. And on top of that, it hasn't gotten them anywhere because they haven't fucking won a championship with this strategy and this theory. You look at the Blue Jays, no one's getting days off over there. Because they know they have to win all these games to get to where they want to be. Where the Yankees want to be is to just get in the postseason. They just want to get in. They just want to be the sixth seed or the five seed and have to go on the road and play a best of three all at the opponent's stadium and hopefully then get to the ALDS and then hopefully miraculously get to the ALCS and hopefully get through the ALCS for the first time in what would be five tries going back to 2009. That's what they want. The Blue Jays, on the other hand, they're playing every single day like a must-win game because they are must-win. The new format made it must-win. They added a postseason team, but they took away the avenues to potentially get there if there's ties. And if the Yankees, I mean, if they're not a top six team out of 15 in the league, then we got much fucking bigger problems here. But I don't want the Yankees to just be a top six team. I want them to be a top team. I'd like them to be the top one team so that they have the bye to the ALDS, so that they have home field advantage forever, however long their postseason goes. That's what your your goal should be. Your goal shouldn't be to just get in the postseason, especially not when you're the fucking New York Yankees. But that's how it's going to be. It's been that way for since post-2009, really, when they have started this load management nonsense early on in the Girardi era. It's not going to go anywhere because Aaron Boone's taking it to a whole other fucking level. So you're going to see a regular get the day off every single game. And with Barrios going on... Wednesday night, coming off that horrific start on opening day when he just got one out, I think you're going to see a righty get the day off. So LeMayu's had a day. Kiner Falef has had a day. That that leaves you really with Judge and Stanton. And are you really going to do that against who the Blue Jays think is their number one who got the opening day start? I wouldn't. But you know Aaron Boone fucking will. And the only other thing I want to talk about today is Kyle Gashioka. Now, I have nothing against Kyle Gashioka, the person, the player. I have everything against Kyle Gashioka, the idea. The idea of Kyle Gashioka as the Yankees' starting catcher. Now, this has been a problem for a few years since he unseated Gary Sanchez inexplicably a couple years ago. He started five of the seven postseason games in 2020. He started the one-game playoff in 2021. Kyle Yashoka, for whatever he does framing-wise, fine. You, you really want the guy fucking there because he frames well? That's great. He can't fucking throw anyone out on the bases. <laughs> That's fact. He sh- his throws don't even make it to the base sometimes in the air. He needs to throw 90 feet. He's throwing it like 85 feet. Josh Donaldson luckily saved the ball the other night. The one he threw to Glaber Torres, where Torres dropped the ball in what should have been an out, didn't reach where he wanted it to reach. It just happened that the base runner's foot was hanging in the air. And offensively, the guy's fucking the worst. He's the worst. I always joke about how Higashioka, the only thing he'll do is ground out to shortstop, and that's all he does. All he does is hit the ball to the shortstop. And it's nice that he had a big spring training. No one fucking cares about spring training. You're not facing major league pitchers in spring training every at-bat. And even if you are, you're facing major league pitchers who are working through something, just trying to get their, their work in. They're not out there trying to get every single out the way they are during the regular season. So for him to hit seven home runs in spring training, 
Who whoop do you fucking do? Who cares? It's fucking spring training. But come the regular season, you're getting the same Kyle Agashioka that you've gotten for his entire career. There's a reason why in his early 30s now he's getting his first chance to be the starting catcher. And, he, and, and it's more has to do with the Yankees just, or, or not really the Yankees, more like Aaron Boone giving up on Gary Sanchez. Because when the Yankees traded Gary Sanchez, they essentially told you they're choosing Boone over Sanchez. Because Boone reportedly has the lineup card. It's his lineup card to fill out. He said that. Brian Cashman has said it. Everyone said it that is employed by the Yankees. So if you're giving the guy with all the power of the lineup card the choice to, to play Sanchez or Gashioka, you never play Sanchez, well then why have him on the roster? But Gashioka this season, he's had, he's had 14 at-bats. He hit a ground ball up the middle, his first at-bat of the season. That was his only hit of the season, like a 79 hopper up the middle, through the middle. Just lucky placement there. He grounded out to short, struck out, popped out to short, struck out, lined out to left, lined out to left, popped out to short, fly out to center, line out to right, strike out, fly out to left, hit into a double play that he hit at the shortstop, and then hit to the shortstop again for his last at-bat on Tuesday night. So now he's one for 14. The only hit being that seeing I single up on the ground, up the middle. And out of those 14 at-bats, he's had three strikeouts and one, two, three, four, five of them have gone to the shortstop and the single was towards the shortstop and just made it through. He has left on 10 runners in his at-bats. So it's one thing to say, oh, well, you don't need Higashioka offensively uh, you have the other eight guys and whatever you get from him is a bonus as long as he's good defensively. But he's not good defensively. In every game, almost, he has to be pinch hit for at some point. Last year, whenever Sanchez didn't play and Agashioka played, they'd eventually have to go to Sanchez to pinch hit for Agashioka. This season, they're sort of doing the same thing. He was pinch hit for over the weekend. On Monday night, he should have been pinch hit for, but Boone pinch hit out of order. Fucking had Donaldson hit when he shouldn't have. Fucking disaster there. But... Higashioka is not any good. And then your other option is Jose Trevino, who, sure, he had a hit the other day when he played, and he's the backup catcher, which that's what you expect. Jose Trevino is the backup catcher, so no problem there. But Kyle Higashioka is a backup catcher that's not starting. So what I wrote about and talked about this offseason, or since the lockout I did when they traded away Sanchez, that the Yankees would have the worst catching situation in baseball, they do. It's a fact. Because either Higashioka is your starter and plays the majority of the games, or Trevino is your starter and plays the majority of the games. And Ben Rourke, then, whenever he comes, he's not any fucking different. So the Yankees have a real problem at catcher. You can't just give away lineup spots. You can't. <laughs> the idea that, oh, if the other eight are going, well, the other eight aren't always going to be going. Over the weekend, only Rizzo and Stanton went. And then on Monday, no one went. And then on Tuesday, Hicks hit the home run. That was the difference because the Blue Jays didn't score. You got a great pitching performance. But this offense has scored 17 runs now in five games. So they're averaging just over three runs a game. You can't be giving away lineup spots. You can't have automatic outs. And when you have Higashioka down there and you have Kiner Falefa down there and you have Torres, who's not any good batting ahead of them, you're essentially giving up one-third of the game because three spots in your lineup, a third of your lineup, is an automatic out. And Kiner Falefa, I've been holding off and getting on him 
again, nothing against him. He didn't ask to be traded to the Yankees. He didn't ask to become their starting shortstop, but that's how it is. And as the Yankees starting shortstop, he needs to be better defensively. He needs to show something, anything, offensively. There, to me, so far, it's I know it's a really small sample size, five games. I know, that's three percent of the season. But there has been no difference between Kiner Falefa at shortstop and Glaber Torres at shortstop. I don't feel comfortable with Kiner Falefa there. I don't feel comfortable that he's going to make the routine play. I don't know if, it, if he's going to field it right, if he's going to throw it right. No fucking idea. You can't have that. You can't have the most important position on the infield be a question mark every time the ball's hit to them. Maybe it was just a bad weekend. Him, you know, nerves, grew up a Yankees fan, is a Yankee now, first games, trying to show everyone who he is, what he's about. Okay. He has a long way to go for me to believe that when the ball's hit to him, it's going to result in an out. You know, the Yankees... <laughs> have a big problem there if it's not. If it's not the right call, it's a big fucking problem. But for now, the Yankees won on Tuesday night. They are now 3-2 and two on the season. Got Garrett Cole going on Wednesday night against Jose Barrios, and hopefully the pregame ceremonies are on time. The national anthem is sung at the right time. Don't want to upset Cole. Don't want to have him put the Yankees in a hole before you can blink fucking one time. Because he's been a disaster against Boston. That continued opening today. He has not been good against the Blue Jays. That can't continue on Wednesday. This is a matchup the Yankees need to win. They need to win Garrett Cole starts. They didn't do that last season. And it fucked them. So they need to win Garrett Cole starts. They need to win on Wednesday. They need to start taking care of business against the Blue Jays. Who have taken care of business against them. Pretty much all the time since the start of last season. So that'll do it for today. Yankees Blue Jays on Wednesday, back on Thursday as well with Luis Severino. Uh, this will be the last Keep to the City Yankees podcast until after the weekend series. So uh, we'll be back every game after that. But for the next few days, no podcast. I will talk to you on Monday, and that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Big couple games here, big games over the weekend, and talk to you on Monday.